19 and 39, you could go down to the Ford parking lot, Ford garage. You could buy you a pickup for $580. Drive off with you a brand new Ford pickup. 39, 49, 59, 69, 79, 89, 99, 109, 70-some years later. That truck sitting there. Scratch fender. Dented up. Motor's not turning. Tires are rotted off. Most folk will walk, walk by and say it's no good, it's over with. But if Daniel or somebody walked by, and I feel so strong in my spirit, I don't know who it is in this house, but somebody with a deep call of God on their life, just, 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 just the enemy's really tried to rob you, and he says it's over. Even if God, if he forgive you, he'd never use you again. But could I tell you that little old truck that used to be worth $500 restored, it's not worth $500. It's not worth $1,000. It's not worth 2000 or 10000 After they get through, it's worth $20,000. Well, all over the building, would you lift your hands and say, God, you're a restorer. You are a restorer. You are a restorer. God, you're a God that restores. You're a God that restores. You're a God. You restore. You fix it back. And when you fix it back, hallelujah. When you fix it back, Peter won't look back no more. But he'll get so full of you that even the, his shadow will have your anointing in it and your presence in it. He'll be there at the day of Pentecost. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. 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 Us preachers, we like to be real spiritual. You know, I was middle of the night and I was seeking God and He spoke to my heart and I have a word for you. I have a word for you, but I was sitting at a restaurant eating, eating soup and salad. Sheila and I was talking about the Lord and the Spirit of the Lord fell at the restaurant. And uh, I, I, I called the waiter over and I said, would you ask the manager if I could buy six of these? And he said, you take it. And I said, what's it for? I said, to preach a sermon. He said, you take it with you and preach your sermon. So I just wanted you to know I didn't steal them. Wouldn't it no good to steal to preach with it? <laughs> Amen. I, I felt the Lord. I felt the Lord, though. Life is full of substitutes. Substitute is one who takes the place of another or to put or place in the place of another. It's a replacement or it's an exchange. It's butter. I can't believe it's not butter. And their commercial, it goes, it says, spreads are rooted in the goodness of plant-based oils. Our simple recipe is made from real simple ingredients you can recognize, like a delicious blend of oils, purified water, and a pinch of salt with no artificial flavors, no artificial preservatives, and zero grams of trans fat per serving. Just one bite and you will believe. I looked up about substitute eggs. It's a blend of egg whites, starch, corn oil, skim milk, powdered food coloring and additives sold in a carton. They contain no cholesterol and can be used for scrambling and baking in place of whole eggs. Only some egg substitutes contain no egg products and could therefore be considered vacant. I want to talk to you a little about the sugar. Just plain old white sugar that we used for years and grandfathers used and they used back about the middle 1800s, late 1800s. 
A, sub, a sugar substitute is a food additive that provides a sweet taste like that of sugar while containing less food energy. Some sugar substitutes are natural and some are synthetic. Those that are not natural are in general called artificial sweeteners. And the reason they wanted a substitute, please hear this. We want the taste of it. We want the joy of it. But we don't want the effect of it. We don't want the effect of it. We, 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 want, we want something that will give us the momentarily feeling, emotion, taste that it would give. But in long term, won't affect us. And we have a generation that's tried to do that with our God. They have tried everything to substitute. So, so we've got the different... And, and they, they find something that will meet their taste. They find something not thinking about... And I didn't do a lot of studying on this, but there are a lot of reports, a lot of sayings. But not, not talking about it's not only a substitute, but some of it has long-term effect. That can affect you long-term down the road. And I, and I got a few things I want to talk about today. The, 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 the church, we've added too many substitutes in America. But we need to come back and say, I want what's real, Lord. I want that old genuine Pentecostal move of God. I want that. I want that. And it's not, it's not the world that's doing this. It's the sophisticated church. They, they, they've become ashamed or embarrassed at the move of God. And, and we have, we have large churches right now. Some of my precious friends that's part of some of these, these larger groups or organizations. I, I'm getting called just, just, just all the time. They're trying to get rid of what I'm searching for. They're trying to put in the back room what I want to portray on television. Hallelujah. They don't want nobody to see what I want everybody to see. Hallelujah. They want to do away with weeping, but I want this generation to see that it works when you weep around the altar. They don't, they don't want, they don't want nobody to hear them speak in tongues. It, it's not dignified anymore. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna run off the sophisticated and the wealthy people. It's gonna, it's, 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 it's not gonna grow our churches. Hallelujah. I'm not worried about growing. I want God to come. I want the presence of God to come. I, I'm thirsty for a move of God. So I want to deal with you some things. They've tried, we, we've got a movement now that's trying to substitute prayer. Like they're not realizing they're not what they're doing. They're trying to substitute prayer. Little, little Sister Armstrong out of Florida, I remember her saying her husband had got, got real sick and she had, had, had no experience around the Pentecostal movement. She went to a place and she said the Lord visited her when she repented. Said if you'll get right with me. She knew nothing about the Lord. If you'll get right with me and pray this through, I will heal your husband. If you'll just, just repent, get everything right with me and pray this through, I'll heal your husband. She said they went to church. They, they found him at church. They went and they, they went to all and give their heart to the Lord. But we remember the story and they went up, asked for prayer. My husband, the doctor said he's a dying man. We need prayer. She 
said the Spirit of the Lord showed up just a little bit. They had a good touch. And she said the preacher patted her on the back and said, Don't you ever pray about it again. You go away from here confessing God. We've, we've got a touch. And she said, I went back and talked to him. She said, The Lord told me to pray it through. He said, No, that's old school. He said, Old folk thought you had to pray all the time. He said, That's old school. We don't do that no more. In other words, we'd rather believe what, what some backslid college professors taught us than to believe what Apostle Paul or, or the old saints wrote in the Holy Word of God and said, we don't believe in that praying through that. That just, he used the word junk or something. That's old school. We don't, we believe praying one time and confessing it. And she said, I confessed it and I confessed it every morning. I confessed it every night. And just a little while later, I buried him. And I got so, got so frustrated that I walked away from the Lord for a season. There is a generation. It's, there's a doctrine going on right now that if you pray more than one time, you're praying in doubt. But the Bible didn't say that Elijah doubted. The Bible said that Elijah, a man subject to like passion, and he prayed one time and it didn't turn around. And he prayed two times and it didn't turn around. And he prayed three times and he prayed four times and he prayed five times. That little old servant said there ain't nothing changing. And he prayed six times and nothing happened. But that seventh time he prayed, that little old servant come back and said, hallelujah, it ain't lightning and it's not thunder. But I see a cloud about the size of a man's hand. Hallelujah, hallelujah. They're trying to confess it and take away prayer, but somebody got to pray. Somebody got to weep between the porch and the altar. Somebody got to tell the devil, you can't have my baby. You can't have this marriage. You can't have my soul. I belong to Jesus, and I'm going to knock till he opens. I'm going to seek till I find. I'm going to ask till I receive. Pray without ceasing. Luke 18 and 1. And he spake a parable unto them to this end. That man always ought to pray and not to faint. Saying there was in a city a judge which feared not God nor the regarded man. And there was a widow in that city and she came unto him saying avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward he said within himself though I fear not God nor regard man. Yet because this widow troubleth me I will avenge her at least by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge his own elect which cried day and night on the hill though he bear along with them. Would you help me preach? Would you turn around and tell somebody keep praying? God's listening. Just keep praying. Hallelujah. I know, I know if he ever tells me it's over, I can get up rejoicing but till I hear that answer about this situation, I'm going to keep fasting. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep weeping between the porch and the altar because I know a God who cares about if he cares about the little sparrow that falls to the ground. He cares about you if he knows about the little sparrow about two years ago I was cleaning out the pipes that comes to our our gas furnace and I took one down and there's a little little tiny beautiful sparrow and got in that that stove pipe and his little life was gone and I heard the Lord whisper just as clear I knew when that sparrow fell I saw that sparrow and I stepped back and there was some needs in this room I was praying but I stepped back I said God if you know about that little sparrow you know about that little lamb whose load's heavy you know about birds hallelujah somebody go ahead and lift your birds to Jesus right now don't you be weary and well doing don't you faint people faint when the blood quits flowing they, they faint when they lock up or something hallelujah don't you get weary cause this thing's not turned around yet don't you get weary cause God's not 
send somebody in your life yet. Don't you get weary because it's not prayed to yet. Don't you get weary because he's not saved yet. Don't you get weary because it's not turned around yet. Somebody got to keep praying. If my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I'm so excited about praise and worship. I'm experiencing a whole new level. But it's not a substitute for prayer. It's not a substitute for prayer. It's in a different dimension. It does not replace prayer. Each one has its own spot or position. Sitting in a local restaurant this week. When I got this sermon, but it's part of it, man came up to me, talked to me, talked about how he loved the Lord. I invited him to church. Said, "Come, church." He said, "Well, church is good and all, but I got my TV preachers. Thank God for CDs and DVDs." Video cassettes, those that remember back in cassettes, we've sent out thousands. Thank God for TV ministries. It reaches the lost, the sick, the shut-ins. Jesse, I was thinking about little Ola Woolham, 97 years old, West Virginia Oasis program went into her life. Starts seeking the Holy Ghost. Mm-mm-mm. Pray on, pray with her on the phone. Little shutting in the mountains of West Virginia. So thank, thank the Lord, thank the Lord that 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 we're able to reach. Uh, thank the Lord for that. But Jesus didn't come to Calvary for you to watch your TV preacher and stay home. Jesus come that you might receive, but that you might impart, give back. That, that you might rub in shoulders, that you get somebody's burden and pray for each other, encourage each other, and strengthen each other. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That, uh, they just ain't enough for, thank God for the, the ministries. My, 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 my King James Bible never said, don't neglect your TV or your big screen or your computer. But it said, neglect not the assembling of yourselves together, even so much more as you see that day approaching. Hallelujah. Something happens when God's people come together. Acts 20 and 7. And on the first day of the week when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached on them, ready to depart on the morrow, uh, uh, continued his speech until midnight. Something happens when we get together. Acts 2 and 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one one place. They were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to stop there because we're going to pick it up in a minute. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Hallelujah. 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 I live on a budget. I tried to be, try to be just good 
saving and Sheila, we live out, we eat out a lot and we, we find us a good, good, uh, uh, six, seven dollar soup and food bar or something or, or soup and salad or something like that. But about once a month something, I, 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 I want, I want a T-bone or once a month or twice a year, I want a real buy. And I, and, and I realize if I get this real buy, it's not going to cost me seven dollars. It's least going to be twelve dollars. And, and I'll think about it about a week. And, and I told, Sheila told me the other day, she said, let's go eat a steak. I said, well, babe, I don't feel good today. I'm probably not going to keep it. I ain't, I ain't going to pay $10 for a meal. I ain't going to keep it. I don't, I'm just too stressed. My load heavy. I said, let's go eat a $7 meal. If I lose it, it won't be no big deal. But every once in a while, I'm willing to pay the price. They, something's getting a hold of me. I don't just want to shout right now. I just don't want a good service right now. I don't want to just, just somebody say it was a good meat. I'm getting really hungry for God. And if we ever get hungry enough, we'll pay the price. And if we'll pay the price, and if we'll begin to deny ourselves and say, God, I want you more than this, and I want you more than this, and I want you more than this, and hello, hallelujah. And if you begin to walk the floors at midnight, I want a move of God. I'm thirsty for God. I long for God. God will show up, and his glory will fill the house again. Would somebody give him a praise in the house? Would somebody give him a praise? And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, and he shall save his people from their sins. Heard these words all my life, didn't even know nothing about them. The word Buddha means awakened one or lightened one. God's been kind. His program's going all over the world. So I'm just going to speak gentle, but I'm going to speak truth. You may be a follower of Buddha. You may be a follower of Muhammad. He was born somewhere around 570. Died, they think, June the 8th, 632. He's a center figure of Islam, widely regarded as his founder. He's known to the, Buz- to the Muslims as a holy prophet. All of almost consider him to be the last prophet sent by God to mankind. You may be a follower of the Pope, Harry Christ, or what other. But I declare unto you, there's no substitute for my Savior. There is no substitute for Jesus. I declare unto you, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I declare unto you, President Barack Obama, you're trying to make peace with everybody and get everybody to like you and accept everybody. But one day every knee's going to bow and every tongue's going to confess that Jesus Christ is King of Kings and he's Lord of Lords and there's no substitute to Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I declare unto you, Oprah Winfrey, one of the richest, most loved women in the world that's got millions falling on you. You can try to get everybody to love you and say Jesus is just another way to heaven. Miss, Miss, Miss Oprah, he's not just another way. He is the only way. I declare unto you that Jesus is the Savior. Hallelujah. There's not, Muhammad's not a door, and the Buddha's not a door, and the Pope's not a door. There's just one way to the pearly gates, and his name is Jesus. I said there's not a substitute for Jesus. There's not a substitute. There's not a substitute for our King. There's not a substitute for our Savior. There's not a substitute for the blood of Jesus. There is no substitute. There's no substitute. There's no substitute. 
There's no substitute. There's no substitute. I'm going to hit this quick and I'm going to go on, but I'm preaching to America. And I can preach this because the way you folk love us and respect us. But I'm telling you, United States of America, Pentecostal, charismatic movement, full gospel movement, there's no substitute for a pastor. You have your apostles, you have your prophets, and you have your bishops. You have your prophets that prophesy you're going to get another car and another house. But you need somebody to make you go home crying every once in a while. You need somebody. You need somebody to tell you you still got to live right. You need somebody, hallelujah, that'll tell you, hallelujah, hallelujah, you can't go to heaven with a wife and a girlfriend. You can't get to heaven drinking on the side. You can't get to heaven if you're alive and a cheater and a thief you can't get to heaven hallelujah I don't care how pretty you speak in tongues I don't care how pretty you preach and sing and prophesy hallelujah God's looking on your heart God's looking on your heart church 99 and a half won't do we gotta get right with God I wish somebody lift your head say God I wanna get right with you I wanna get right with you I wanna get right with you Lord Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm talking about lying, cheating pastors, cult leaders. I'm talking about Jeremiah 3.15. I'll give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there's no substitute for a Bible. The Koran is a sinner religion text of Islam. Muslim believe that it represents the word of God revealed by the archangel Gabriel to Muhammad. Hallelujah. And they got a, I looked up the, all the different books. There was a hundred of them. And I'm going to go a little further. I'm going a little further. And I'm, I'm just going to preach. I'm just going to preach. I, it's okay if you use some of these others as commentaries or study, but I, I'm persuaded you need to stay with that old King James version. They're trying to twist it. God's not a she. He's not a it. He's the I am. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the King of Kings. And He's the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. If they can't take our Bible away from us, they're trying to water it down. But I want that old inspired Word of God. I want the Word of God to speak to me. I want the Word of God when I pick it up at the midnight hour and my life's shaking. I want it to be the unfallible. I don't want it watered down, made by man. I want to hear what the hell else I Somebody ought to give him a praise in this house. Word of God, talk to us. Speak to us, Word of God. Second Timothy 3.16 All scriptures given by inspiration of God and is profitable by doctrine for reproof, for correction, for instructions in righteousness. Jerry, you're my friend. Will you help me preach? I know you got the real, but let's have a, t- this, 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 this is the saddest thing I've ever done to pulpit. This happens in Pentecostal circles. Anybody want the Holy Ghost? Sir, you want the Holy Ghost? Lift your hands. Yes. Spell comedy. C-O-M-I-C. You got it. He didn't get the Holy Ghost. He didn't even get a good false. He didn't even get a good fake. He got a spelling lesson by a guy who failed spelling. I'm preaching now. Yes, you are, brother. Yes, you are. So, so we're having a good service, and he's over here, C-O-M-I-C, C-O-M-I-C. And he leaves the service, and he says, I've got the Holy Ghost. And then, then the crowd leaves, and the past comes back. 
and there's nothing that's moved in to fight for him. That's right. That's good We've not only lied to a person, we have destroyed a person. We have. <laughs> we've not only destroyed a person, we've convinced a person because he didn't know he didn't get real. Oh, I'm preaching good now. He didn't know what he got was a false. He thought he got the real thing. And when it don't work, he has no dis- he has nowhere to turn. Because he was convinced that Jesus was the only way and the Holy Ghost was real. But what he got, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. If anybody, and I'm, I'm preaching rough for that, anybody ever gets up from the altar and they tell you, that if they asked you, did I get the Holy Ghost? And if they don't know, don't you tell them. If you ever get the Holy Ghost, you won't have to ask me. <laughs> hallelujah. I said, if you ever really get the real Holy Ghost, hallelujah, it's more than syllables in tongues. It's a joy that comes in you. It's a peace that comes in you. It's a knowing that you know that you know. You know he's going to make a way. You know there's a way out. You know he's the first and the last and the beginning and the end. There's no substitute for the Holy Ghost. No substitute. No substitute. There's no substitute. I was, I was picking on one of my friends the other day that attended a church at Waves Flags. And uh, they were coming here and I was kidding them. I said, our church don't have a metal detector. We have a flag detector. <laughs> I said, it will buzz if you... And some of, some of that when it says, oh, it's okay. Friend, you don't have to teach me how to let the Holy Ghost move. You can teach me to submit. You can teach me to surrender to it. But when he comes in, hallelujah, hallelujah. And, there, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like a fire. And it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Hallelujah. I don't want to be mean, but I feel a liberty to preach. Hallelujah. That's the reason. That's the reason. Hallelujah. In the Pentecostal movement, we've got, we've got as many homosexuals on the worship team as we do down on the corner because there's no fire in the church to burn sin out. There's no fire burning and anything's comfortable. The adulterer's comfortable. The homosexual's comfortable. The liar's comfortable. The gambler's comfortable because there's no fire burning. But if we can get a fire burning, people will run to the altar or they'll run out. Hallelujah. Let the drunkard come. Let the wino come. But don't let him leave our service drunk shouting. Don't let the homosexual leave our service shout. Let conviction fall. Let the anointing fall. Let the glory of God fall. Let a fire fall that'll burn sin out. Let the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is more than speaking in tongues. It's the fire of God. It's the fire of God. It's the fire that consumes everything that's unlike Him. Oh, here we go. They want God, but they don't want the effect. We want a move of God, but we don't want the long-term effect. So, so, invent, go to your chemist lab and find us something that smells like the Holy Ghost. 
find us something that tastes as close to the Holy Ghost, but has no long-term effect. And they've come up with a substitute. But I declare unto you, there's no substitute. Hallelujah. 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 I'm coming back to this again. We talk about a Savior. I've got to come back and preach it again. There's no substitute for Jesus. There's no substitute for Jesus. There is no substitute for Jesus. There is no substitute for Jesus. There is no friend like the lowly Savior. There is no keeper like this strong tower. There is no deliverer like the arm of God. There is no healer like this great physician. There is no lawyer. There is no counselor. There is no prince of peace. Substitute. We want... We want that, but we don't want you. So we're going to make us a graven image. We want that, but we don't want you. Because when I have you, it adds to me. So that I want the effect of you, but I don't want it to add to me. So we got to, and, and when you created us, you put something down in me that wants God. You put something down in me that wants something bigger than me. I've got to know there's something out there bigger than me. I've got to know there's something, hallelujah. But I don't want, I don't want what you caused. So I'm looking for a substitute. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't care what the report says. Don't care the long term. It's going to cost me my family. It's going to cost me my children. It's going to, I don't care the long term. It's going to cost me eternity. I just want something now to make me feel good. But I don't want you. So I'm looking for a substitute. Hallelujah. I wish somebody be brave and say, I don't want a substitute. I want the real thing. I want you, Jesus. I want a new desire for you. And I want a new longing for you. And I want a new thirst for you. Exodus 24, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image of any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the waters under the earth. Thou shalt not bow thyself down to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord, thou God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children who are the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. Revelations 1 and 7. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead and he laid his right hand upon me and said, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. Isaiah 43 and 11. I am I, I, I am the Lord and beside me there is no Savior. Beside me there is no Savior. I even I am the Lord and beside me there is no Savior. Hallelujah. There's only one Jesus. Hallelujah. There's no substitute. And, and let's, let's just be honest. If I, if I keep using this, I won't get to stay in the 32. And if I keep using this, I won't always get to stay in the 34. 
but I can have the effect momentarily of sweetness and use this and keep wearing what I'm wearing. If I go with him, I can't keep this hate. And if I go with him, I can't keep wearing this lust. And if I go with him, this bitterness ain't going to keep fitting. And if I go with him, this whole religion ain't going to keep looking right. And if I go with him, I'm going to have to put on a garment of praise. And if, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So, so it's not that they not only want him, they don't want the effect of who he is. If I go with him, you can't hate your enemies. If you go with him, you can't be selfish and bitter and angry. There's no one who can deliver from oppression and captive and exile. There's no one who can save from sin and from hell. All salvation on earth must come from God. If we obtain deliverance from temporary ills, it will lead to eternal death. Isaiah 42, 8. I am the Lord, and that is my name. My glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. Isaiah 44 and 6, Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last, and beside me there is no God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lisa, would you get everybody come? Would you get ready to sing that blood? Hallelujah. Revelations 22, 13, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I am the first and the last. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I really must deal with this. I really must deal with this. I must deal with this. I just feel urgent to deal with this. Please put me on camera too. Please don't turn off your TV for a moment. I'm in somebody's home. I'm in somebody's business right now. And they told you all you needed to do was, 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 was say a few words. They told you all you needed to do was come and join our church. They told you all you needed to do was come and sign a card and you were saved and you were born to get. Can I tell you there is no substitute for salvation. There is no substitute for being born again. I know we're trying to impress this generation. We try to bring in numbers. We witnessed to 400 people this week and 399 got saved. Hallelujah. But out of that 399 that said a repentance prayer, if it only starts, if it only starts and it don't follow on, it's just, it's just a little baby that died during conception and it never progressed to delivery. Oh God, help me preach right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you get them to repent and they stay in their beer joint, they're not saved. If you get them to repent and they stay in the affair, they're not saved. If you get them repent and they don't give their life to Jesus, it's more than words. It's being born again. It's a change in your character. It's a change in your attitude. It's a change in your spirit. It's not enough. You can join a dozen churches and still go to hell. You can have your name on a dozen church books and still go to hell. You've got to have the blood applied. But if the blood applied, the devil can't get you out. If the blood is applied, hallelujah, greater is he that is in you. The blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. Hosea 13 and 4, yea, I am the Lord thy God. From the land of Egypt thou shalt know no God but me, for there is no Savior beside me. Luke 2 and 11, unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Would you stand to your feet all over this sanctuary? John 3, 7, marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. 
John 3 and 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. They're really telling us, don't sing about the blood, it makes people nervous. Don't sing about born again, it makes people uncomfortable. Brother Wynn learned to be a motivator. Forget old-fashioned preaching. Learned people need to feel good about themselves. They need to leave church happy and encouraged. I want you to leave happy and encouraged. I don't care if you're going through hell. When you write with God, I want you to leave happy and encouraged. But if you're lost, I want you to leave here wringing your hands, crying. I want you to know that today is the day of salvation. We may not see tomorrow. This is your time to get right with God. Hallelujah. So I stand and boldly tell you, there's no substitute for salvation. There's no God like our God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would somebody slip out of your seats one more time? Come stand in these altars. Could we just worship Him for a little bit as Lisa and the worship team comes to sing? Would you come and worship Him? Could, could we have just three or four more minutes before you leave? Hallelujah. Hallelujah.